Ben, you lovely lot. Are you ready, Chris? Yeah, are you ready? ready? ready. Uh, we are out with the awesome Christian John today. We're going to do a little baby podcast because for all you wonderful members and, uh, and our Access Only channel, um, we're going to go right... That sounds a bit wrong, but we're going to go in-depth with uh, Christian today and <laughs> get his take on right fishing. Yeah, it did go a bit high. <laughs> does every now and again. <laughs> I can fully assure you, though, that they have dropped. Uh, but before we go into that, because we've got to prime the swim up first, we're going to do a podcast on what it takes to sort of potentially be a, a full-time angler and, you know, getting into it potentially, you know, if you want to start off. Because obviously, Christian's there now. Real young lad is Chris. He's only 24. 24, yeah. Make me sick, man. You make me <laughs> sick. And obviously won so many big events obviously we'll go through that later but it's how he's got into well basically making a living out of it so chris have you made a living out of fishing well <laughs> <laughs> and we've got michard on the go as well so michard can ask a few questions but i think no joking apart it's phenomenal because obviously i remember when i first started coaching i was i was 27 28 and then that was young then yeah and obviously i know you've been doing it for sort of like at least a couple of years haven't you yeah, so I probably fell into it a bit by just people... Don't fall in, mate. <laughs> people just asking me, you know, do you do any coaching or could you take me out and show me shallow fishing, edge fishing, stuff like that. And I started taking more just people at Western where I used to go fishing a bit and they'd ask me and I'd want to take them on. And then uh, just going from there, really. And then I started to do it more and more. Yeah. Um, obviously, through the lockdown... I used to work a bit with uh, Mike Gallimore. Oh, right, okay. And I used to do a bit of work with him, and that stopped through the lockdown. So then after the lockdown, I thought, when we were allowed to go back out fishing and start mixing, that I'm going to start maybe having a bit more of a push with me coaching. I started advertising it a bit more. Yeah, And it just grew on from there, really. It's, it's mad how, how it goes, isn't it? Because obviously, I don't know if you've got a website. I've got a website, but I don't really get much from that. It's all word of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. And, and obviously, the fact that you're fishing so many matches and you're winning these big events your profile goes and then yeah. it's word of mouth and then it just like goes from one to the other. Yeah, and people just asking you on the bank. A lot of people like don't know necessarily that I do coaching days. I think a few more people do now and they just say, you know, could you show me your shallow fish and I'll explain that I do coaching days and stuff like that. So I get a lot of me coaching on the bank as well. Right, so. is, it, is it seasonal for you, Chris? Are you like me, do you like stop around sort of October time and start up in March? Yeah, as, as, as soon as it goes where I feel like we're going to sit down on our peg and the fish are going to back away from us, I'm going to stop. It? If we have a bit of a mild winter and we're going into, like last year, into November and December, the fishing was still actually quite good. Yeah, the yeah. weights on like on the coveys here were still over £100 at times, even into December. Yeah. So um, I was still coaching a little bit later last year, but obviously I've had to start because we've had a bit of a longer winter going into this year. That's start a bit later this year as well. So, as regards to your coaching, are you coaching every day and fishing matches at the weekend, or is it like certain times that matches throughout the, the week and then coaching yeah. on the other days, or yeah, how so are you working it? My usual coaching days are like Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. I try to fill my Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays up first. Yeah. Because obviously, if, if I've got an option to fish a match, it's normally Tuesday or Thursday midweek. So I leave them free, but then as soon as I've filled me Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays up, if anyone else wants a coaching day, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm happy to coach as well. I can always fill in then as well. And you, are you finding sort of like, obviously, me and Jay have talked about this before. You're not saying much today, you, Richard. You're, you're talking all yeah. <laughs> Um I do like to waffle, as you know, folks. Me, me and Jay have talked about this before, Chris, in the fact that, obviously, myself, Jamie, Bagger, uh, we're all in sort of like the same catchment area, but 
we're always busy with it. We never took business off one another. Yeah. Are, are you finding the same, obviously? Yeah. Because uh, Chris Weedy Jr. is doing a bit of coaching still and all this, that and the other. I think the areas, and especially this fishery in particular, is just so big for match fishing and fishing in general. Like, come here sometimes midweek and there's pleasure anglers on every lake. There's so many anglers, isn't there? And yeah, everyone's definitely. keen to get out and get fishing. So, so I, I think, think it's good. From that respect, we're saying there's potential for, for other other people to become a coach. Oh, 100%. Want to, isn't there? I think so, so many obviously fantastic, phenomenal young anglers out there at the minute. And you know what I mean? I don't, for me, Chris, I don't think the time's ever been better to like, if you wanted to do something in, in this sport, like obviously coaching, going down that path, or you know, obviously being a full time angler, I don't think it's ever yeah. been better. The likes of the big competitions, there's so many of them about midweek matches. You can just come here all the time, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's just literally phenomenal. matches all through the week, isn't there, and stuff. It's good. Oh, good mate, place. It's brilliant. I suppose that, that's sort of one of the discussions as well, obviously. When when you were Are young... you talking? Bloody hell, Richard's talking. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to He's get a word. Go on, go on. <laughs> obviously, the route you went down with sort of international fishing and all yeah. that side of things, that was almost the accepted route, I think, back then, wasn't it? But obviously... I think so. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on it more when, when we, we, we when we're going into it for the members, Chris, but... You've been down that route as well, haven't you? Fishing yeah. England under 18s. Yeah, I think it was just obviously when you're younger, what, you're not what, really what's sure. in that respect though? Because I know for me, it, it was pennies, and I didn't, I didn't really like team fishing. Yeah, that's what changed it for me. Are you similar? Or? I, I think for me, it was more just obviously it was the commercial side of fishing that I enjoyed most. Yeah. I almost sort of did it because England, you want to go and represent your country yeah, yeah, yeah. more than actual enjoyment of that style of fishing and stuff like that. Even though I do enjoy it every now and again, it's not the sort of fishing I'd want to do and focus on sort of week in, week out. I just love this. I love this style of fishing. There's so many little different tweaks and stuff and I just enjoy it. I thrive off this sort of environment. So I think that's why I ended up following the path that I did in the end. Yeah, for, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of travel involved, a lot of expense and everything yeah. like that. And, the fishing wasn't great, to be fair, was it? No, you know what I mean? the fishing's always <laughs> difficult when you go abroad, isn't it, on, on them matches. Completely um, different. Because did, did you go straight, like, what was your path in? Was it sort of straight onto commercials or did you dabble on canals and stuff when you first got into no, it? No, literally, I, when I started fishing, I started fishing just on a little pond by my house. How old were you when you started, Chris? Probably about 10. Oh, right, so like So I probably went pretty then. quick from first fishing to starting fishing matches. And what happened, my uh, great uncle, he used to take me fishing. He, yeah. never, he used to fishing, and when I started, he'd come back to fishing. And we used to just go to the local fisheries near me, Yew Tree Fishery, Four Oaks Fishery, just local fisheries. Um, and I actually used to fish some of the junior opens, and I met Matty Dawes on the junior opens at right, Four okay. Oaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was fishing with Airbus Club, so I was yeah. quite quickly fishing with the Get club, and then, and then it's just gone pretty much within two years, just like I say, starting. I was probably fishing opens with right. it by the time I was sort of 12 or 13. Mate, I, th I think I remember the first time I met uh, Chris was, uh, remember Junior Match Aid with Paul? Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I met him. You'd, you'd have been, what you'd have been then? 14, 15? Probably about 15, yeah. Something like that when you had the matches on the, on the arena and everything. Yeah. Um, and then I've seen you with Jay a couple of times and well, like, could more like right back in the day. And just to watch this lad's progression, folks, it's just phenomenal, like, for where you are now. Yeah. Fair play, mate. Makes me sick, though, <laughs> that he can win all these big matches and catch loads of fish and, like, fish proper and catch them, whereas I've got to not have a float on. But joking about <laughs> it, we've got to have a float on now. But, yeah, no, it, it's brilliant, mate, and it just just shows you 
if you really want something, yeah. it can be achieved now. And it's and enjoyment as well. Time. you just got to enjoy what you're doing, I think. I, I like... Do you still love it? Is I it still, still love is it. it. Is it still a hobby for you? Like, oh, for me, it's still a hobby. Absolutely 100%. Like, I've been out coaching. Well, for example, I've been out three days this week already fishing and yeah, coaching. And even yesterday, after my third day of coaching very similar stuff and fishing very... I'm hard to get off the box. It's yes. like I'm glad the you people said I'm that. coaching are like... It's time to go, sort of thing. I'm there catching my... just one more cart down the edge. That's just the way I am, and I think I can't see that changing anytime no. soon. I just love it. So my favourite scenes, Chris, when I'm out, is like, is it my go yet? Gives a go. <laughs> right, I'll go and get the bruise and make yours extra hot. So you like need a load of wee wees, and I can get in your box. Yeah, bottle. that's the and one. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Why? Just making it hot and make you want to wee. No, like it takes it longer to drink. But if I get loads of bruise and then want loads of wee wees, boozard. You know what I mean? So that's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, mate, I, I love that. I, that response is for me. I mean, I'm I mean, 20 years older than you, Chris, and I still. Oh, the, the passion for it. I still yeah. get sleepless nights now. Absolutely do. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Oh, mate, fair play. But, fair play. Because that's, that's one thing we do get a lot of is sort of young gang. Yeah, yeah. Like kids, kids teenagers. I'll get sponsored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, like, see that, Jamie. <laughs> what, yeah, what your advice would be, and then that's probably worth touching on as well, because you're quite unique on the fact that yeah. you're at this level winning what you're winning and you're not linked to any companies no. and stuff. So. That makes it a little bit obviously more believable in the fact that you're using what you feel is the, is the best gear yeah, and I think rather than being tied to something. That's one thing that's really important for me when I'm out coaching and you know ever coming out doing videos like this. I want to be as open and honest with everyone as I can. I want to be able to say this is the best float for the job, the best yeah. line, the best elastic, the best top kits, pole, everything. I want to be as honest as I can and that's why I think obviously one of the reasons I'm not tied down to a company is that you can't, you know, you sometimes have to use stuff that you don't really want to use or don't want to promote and for me it's really important to be able to be honest with the people i'm coaching I like that. and that's really important for me yeah yeah fair play mate no fair it's, play. it's interesting isn't it because it's bang on it's, it's not even saying that certain companies make bad gear but it's no personal what, to what what works well yeah. for you yeah and when you look at obviously what you've got you've got a proper mishmash of yeah. different every, stuff from different companies every different company has a good few products gems of products that are brilliant and then products that don't work so well for you and i just like like you say i've Is that got because you're left-handed they don't work for you i think so i think that's one of the reasons <laughs> i've got to get all mate. the left-handed kit yeah no but i think that's really important for me just having the gear that i think it helps with my matches as well and the way i fish being able to get every last little aspect of me fishing equipment the way I want it. You're just so much in tune with that, you? you know exactly what's where, yeah. what, what goes where, and like you, you set up, you're like literally, folks, honestly, he's got his top top kits out today, he's set up in seconds. I'd be like, I'd be still putting rigs on. No plummets required on, today, was there though, No plummets required. We like days like that to be, that to be fair, yeah, we do like days like that. But <laughs> no, it's mint, mate, it's all good. That is um, part of it, part of it, though, isn't it? Because it's a lot, especially on the Cobras, it's all such similar gear. It's, yeah. Come, you can come here week in week out and it's almost same rigs every it's time. It's amazing how even it is as well like I was coaching yesterday on Lake 6 and we could use the same rig for in the mudders down the edge perfectly the same um, and it was the same on the match on Tuesday you know like the depths are all perfect everything's it makes it dead easy you hardly need any rigs really and you can oh, have them all really. set up on your short kits ready to go and you're straight there and you're into yeah. it aren't you? Yeah. Right. Um, so changing the subject, getting back onto the topic. You went off a bit then, Richard. How dare you? <laughs> no, it doesn't do. matter. Uh, so what does the future hold then, Christian? Are you just going to continue? And to be fair, I'm going to say it now. Ah, to be fair, I think this lad's going to dominate. I mean, he's dominating now, but I think within 10 years, 
I don't think we're going to see the likes, mate. Honestly, with, with what you're doing for the big events, I think it's probably going to be in Fisher for the next 10 years, folks, and just win it every time. You know what I mean? I hope them, so, them kind of venues. Just, you, it's still something you want to do, though, and obviously just be involved with it. Yeah, because like I say, at the minute, I don't get to the stage where I'm getting stressed out by qualifiers or anything like that. I enjoyed the That's days out. Qualify first goal way, every time, Chris. Come on, give someone else a chance, mate. The way we try and do it, I've got a good few mates who I go fishing with. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. your lights are Kieran, Alan, Matty Dawes, people like that. Yeah. We travel together, we have a laugh, we have a bit of banter on I the think phone. That's the thing, isn't it? We get, Definitely. you know what I mean, and we have a good time with the qualifiers. If we have a bad day, you know, a bit of banter to Kieran has a bad day. What have you done wrong today? Or he'll give it me back the day after or what? That's like, what it's all about. And we're trying to learn all the time. So at the yeah. minute, I think... You're I in think, with a real good mix of people, like phenomenal anglers. And it's that pooling of information, sharing it together, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's the key thing. I just enjoy it and it just keep sticking to it. And That that mentality it. is massive, though, isn't it? Oh, huge. I think you said something similar on um, the Guru podcast. And I'm sure I sent the clip to Jamie. I was like... It is a proper nice way of looking at it, but we were saying it this, this morning as well, that when you draw your peg and just go into it with the right attitude, where yeah. you see it so, especially on qualifiers and when people know the venue a bit, you draw a peg, half the people are beat before they've even yeah. gone to the peg, but just going in and being like, yeah, I've got a chance off this, I can do this, do that. Yeah. Like getting into that mindset's massive. I think that's something I've learned. Obviously, maybe when I first started qualifiers, it was a bit like that. If you second you draw a peg and you think, well, it's not the winning peg, you do get your head down a little bit when you're first starting. But now that I've done it a lot of times, I've sort of learned from experience of you're not always going to draw a peg with a chance, but there's always something to learn or something to take for next time you go like or that. something like that because you're always going to the same sort of venues every year i was going to say you know certainly on the lights of here yeah as soon as your hand goes in there you know it so instantly it's like when i drew marsh of the week instantly my head's gone down i went to ikea yeah. <laughs> i didn't really i went and fished it but i think i think sometimes it's better to go on venues that you don't really know yeah. and then it just makes you fish doesn't it bold in yesterday is yeah. like prime example i, I think that. it's been a couple of years since it was in the qualifiers People went yesterday with so open good. mind. Yeah. I think everyone I spoke to is like, do you know anything about Boldings? I didn't know, they yeah. didn't know. And I think everyone just went and fished how they seen it. And there were some brilliant weights, weren't there? And I think I mean, everyone I've... I spoke to said what a brilliant venue Boldings is. Oh, so you've got to get on that looking one. Looking no, forward in fact, to don't going go there. On, give, it, give someone else <laughs> He doesn't, doesn't need to, he's already got a place. I know he has, I know he has. But no, fair play, mate. What you're doing is phenomenal. Stick at it, it's just awesome, mate. Is there any that stand, obviously you've qualified for a few now. Is there any that stand out as pegs you've drawn and you're like probably not got a chance on there or don't fancy it and then it has come good or has it all been ones where you're like yeah, you've drawn it think and you've now. known when, when, thinking of ones uh, where I've qualified um, to be fair probably at the weekend on Saturday was probably one that I was a bit I drew me peg on Covey 1 and I know Covey 1's fishing well at the minute and I thought peg 6 on Covey 1 and I looked at the wind because I always look at wind direction yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and I looked at the wind and I thought oh, it's going to be blowing out my peg and I walked my gear up the, the hill and I'm like, there's no one on peg eight or 10 at the minute. And I'm thinking, Ooh, oh, I hope one of them really. don't turn up. That yeah. could help me out, do you know what I mean? And I went and put my gear down on my peg and I was setting up. And then Jack Howarth come to peg 10. So I thought, oh, I was expecting someone to come to peg eight. And then uh, I think it was Francis O'Reilly or someone said, oh, peg eight hasn't been drew. And then it was like, then I really did fancy yeah, it then. Maybe. But it, it, it's amazing how often that sort of thing happens on them qualifiers where someone gets a bit of room or... A bit of luck. You do need a bit of luck. That little you? bit of luck that wins it for you, it happens all the time, I think, uh, in them sort of qualifiers. And you just get your day, don't you? But that, that, that's probably the one. All the other ones that I can think of when I've qualified are days where I've drew and I've thought, oh, I've 
proper fancy yeah. that. Do you, do you get, do you, or do you feel any pressure when you sort of draw a peg? You're like, it's got a chance, or you've still quite been no. I think. I think as long as I'm going and I'm catching straight away, which again, all the days that I can think of when I've qualified has been like that. It's just been my day and it's everything's yeah. worked. Um, I'd imagine, you know, if you go in and it's not working, I think, and you feel like you're messing your peg up, you could get like that. But I'm normally pretty chilled out about it. I'm yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. like, I drew a great peg on Sunday at Tunnel Barn 15 high. I remember you, I've read you and, before. Uh, yeah. I proper fancied that and I thought, in, in my head, to be honest, I thought the best way of getting a good day's fishing would be to target F1s, fish like that. But I thought the best chance of winning the match would have been catching carp. And I know Jamie, every time he goes on that peg, he's drew yeah. it a few times. He catches big weights of these big carp, being patient, fishing hard pellets. So I probably actually deviated away from the style of fishing I do a lot. And I didn't have the greatest of matches, but it, I don't let it get me head down. Or I don't get really that... I think it's almost it. good that baggers had that kind of weight in it because if it had been like 120 pounds and you look back and think, yeah, you know what I mean? But I felt that's the thing as well. I knew that Andy was there and I'd been on that peg the week before on the Friday Open, the oh, one right, that Andy okay. had drew and I'd had a really good day. I mean, mate Al was on the peg next door and he had 200 and odd pounds. So I did fancy Andy for right. the win. Yeah. Um, but I knew obviously my best chance of beating Andy was to catch big carp and it never happened. But I don't then you know, beat myself up for it. The next match I come out here, I learnt from my mistakes. I tried to alter it and I had yeah, a good man. day. So Brilliant. That's what it's all about, learning from mistakes. Uh, so going forward then, Chris, obviously we talked about the uh, the official final, obviously they're in, the Golden Reel, the Maven match this. Yeah. Festivals, anything like that, White Takers, Golden Rod, anything like that that tickles your fancy or are you just going to Yeah, so them? we normally go on the similar sort of festivals every year, to be fair. There's some really good ones now and you sort of have to pick which ones because there's so many good like ones. The Westwood ones that you go on. Yeah, yeah we normally yeah. do. Westwood. The Come two... on, Rich, we didn't say it. Westwood. <laughs> two divers at Westwood. Yeah. They're, they're Westwood. always brilliant festivals. <laughs> brilliant. You've, you went there, obviously, had a look around last year. but yeah, you can see why oh, we like yeah, going there. Mate, so if, I, if I'd have been on like where Jamie do when he qualified last week, that pub there, I don't think I'd have been on Jamie's <laughs> I'd have been in the pub. Awesome. That's, that's, that'd be that's, that's a brilliant venue. So many fish in there. Yeah. Um, Accommodation's great, everything's on site, so that's brilliant. We love going there. Um, I go on a few of the festivals at Weston. Obviously, yeah. that's like the venue where I started fishing matches. Still love going back there all yeah, the time. Man. Fishing's brilliant there. Same again, all the accommodations on site. You've got the pub on site, you've oh, got the tackle shop. Stop it. Um, Lindome, always go on the right, festival okay, in July yeah. at Lindome. That's always a perfect week for just catching a load of fish. I think everyone that week catches more fish in that single week than they do the rest of the year. It's just absolutely <laughs> solid on that for that week. Like everyone's weighing 200, 300 pounds in. It's brilliant Amazing. fishing. That's just one of them weeks where you just go feed a load of bait and catch a load of fish and have a good week. I always go on that. And then the two pole masters, the oh, summer the and the, at, tunnel. at tunnel. And they're normally the main festivals what we fish. And there's more creeping up now, aren't there? With obviously the catch more in the, on the flyer TV. Yeah, yeah, like yeah Gaz is doing a lot of good events as well. So, so much choice out there. The booked minute. on the Medellins, the Monk Hall as well. So there yeah, is yeah, lo loads it. of festivals. I'm forgetting probably that I am booked on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got loads. That's the thing. We've got so many good festivals now where the fishing's brilliant, the payout's it's brilliant. It's never been better, Everything's has it? And obviously for the likes of you know you as a as a young angler getting getting involved and getting set up. There's never ever been a better time no. for it than that. Yeah, it's brilliant. What, just to sort of round it off then, Go going down like young angler route. Yeah. Feels weird saying you're not young, but like the next group coming through, who are like the standout ones in your mind that you're like, he's oh. gonna, or he or she's going to be 
yeah. mega in a few years. There's so many good ones now. Like on this venue in particular, there's a couple that come really regular, like Charlie Law and uh, Harry Campbell. Harry Campbell, yeah. yeah Charlie seen Harry next. on the match today. The, both win so many and they're a lot younger than me and probably a lot younger than I was when I was doing as well as what they're doing now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the seen Charlie was second in the qualifier at the weekend, probably other than Andy's exceptional weight, he yeah. was, you know, the best weight of a real tight match for the rest of it. He probably was unlucky there not to qualify. I know he was next to Kieran and Kieran said how good a match he'd fished on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, brilliant. And it's, just, it's good to see how many good young anglers there is because it's good for, I think, matches going forward we need more and more of them sort of anglers who are so keen and going into match fishing as opposed to sort of other things yeah, yeah definitely i think it, yeah it works better when if someone who's like 13 14 dabbling in a bit a match fishing see someone who's like 16 17 winning matches like yeah. that that does a lot more than seeing you winning well, matches what, and seeing exposure. jamie win some. yeah, no, no, no. yeah. <laughs> not seeing you compete it's frightening <laughs> like lovely... harry campbell you see, every time he goes fishing he's won or he's in he's, the frame yeah. and... i love his cap he always wears that same tricast cap brilliant he's like, oh, just... oh, he, yeah he goes old off doesn't he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. does right yeah. angler harry is when, when they're so, off school so he just goodings. takes a piss down there doesn't <laughs> that's yeah. it unbelievable uh, but no there's never never been a better time for it uh, so all, all for you uh, young anglers out there, you know, want to follow in the footsteps of uh, Chris here, just get on it, see what happens. But obviously get your education first. <laughs> Did you do that? No. <laughs> but that was because, I wanted to, but I just want very a academic. <laughs> did you do like uni or anything? Just going off on a tangent. No, no, I, I did. I did A level, but I think all through A level I was I too mean, busy. I did A levels. Did he do A levels? I started them and never oh, finished. Oh, yeah. goodness <laughs> sake! I think, I think I was too busy tying ups and going on matches and ask, festivals. Ask to me be how many ATCs I got. I, I, I was trying to be Terry Earn at that point, and oh yeah, yeah. Carpy, you couldn't see you. That's why camouflage, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. So you got loads of ATCs and everything at school. You proper clever. I, I was all right at GCSE, but like I say, when I went into A level, I was probably too focused on my fishing by then. All right, yeah, fair play. Fair play. <laughs> Didn't get many A to Cs. But yeah, no, that uh, that rounds it off. No A to Cs. <laughs> right, so we hope you are enjoying the video that you're watching. If not, have just watched. But what we'd also like you to see is the packages that we include for our more technical, informational stuff, where what we can bring to you is all we pretty much know about the technical side and our match style side of fishing. And what we have, bit. <laughs> you are, of course you are in this bit. We have two sides of things. We have the basic package that for 4 99 you can watch us fish live matches, a Q&A every month, and additional stuff from Matty Dawes with live matches and more technical stuff on his side. Or we have the all access package where you can literally see technical insights, live matches from again from us, but also from some of the best anglers flipping on the planet. I mean, we treat it as three days coaching for us, and we go out and we show you what we're learning for anglers like Darren Cox, Andy Bennett, their ship, to name but a few. Well worth a look if you fancy having a little bit more fishing content to watch. <laughs>